You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. Okay, you ready? Yep. All right, welcome to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Double week podcast, double podcast week. Thanks to the great Stephen O'Keefe for coming on to the podcast that was out Monday. We are now back for our weekly dose of dribble and yarn for the punter and the dribbler. Joined as always at my right hand in life, but in front of me in the podcast studio mm. is the one and only Edward the Grey Simpson. That's how, right. How I are am. You? I am grey and wise. And look, that's just the hand I've been dealt, punters and dribblers. But it's about marching forward with, with and putting your best foot forward, with right? With vim and vigour. With vim and vigour. Um, you're welcome for giving you that sock interview. I mm. thought it was tremendous. It was um, great. Great man, sock. A lot of punters and dribblers have been crying out for a, for a double episode week. Uh, you've been given one. But also crying out for sock. We've been crying out for sock. The punter and the dribbler crying out for sock. We finally got it to happen. Um, Look, you and I were crying out for Sock. Yes. We and were. to Sock's credit, he delivered in spades. He came through for us. We had a great night with Sock. Um, we went for a lovely dinner together and he spun some, some, extra, some yarns. extra yarns yeah, off some, camera. Some yarns, some, some non-recorded yarns. Some non-recorded yarns, but really got to, got to know him. Uh, got not, to know the Not man. intimately. But well, no, as much as you can, as one can, whilst enjoying a couple of chicken palmies and yes. some share plates, yes, over bulk schooners. Shout out to the well, you and I, you and I. He so was being very responsible, responsible because he's exploded um, both of his calf muscles. And look, and and maybe in the end, that's why he he wrapped things up because because Tom and I got so inebriated that. He was probably starting. To, it was starting. To, we were starting to like cramp it, his style. It, well, that's right. It started to get uneven. Yes, that's it. We were. And we, you and I, as evidenced by my dribble on the dribbler hotline. Yes. Was I was, you know, descending into chaos. Really. Now, punters, dribblers. Before we do get into the podcast proper, it is actually uh, pertinent that Eddie bring up the dribbler hotline because. Uh, if you haven't seen our Instagram at Hello Sport Podcast, uh, we have opened up our dribbler hotline so that the punters and the dribblers, more specifically, mm. can get in touch via this number, leave questions, queries, rants, raves, hopes, dreams, thoughts, snorts, growls, howl, prowls, uh, and for advice on anything. Yes. So the number before we continue is 21. That is the Dribbler Hotline, the Hello Sport Dribbler Hotline. It's a hotline for dribblers. That's it. And punters. And we'll play a couple later on in the show, uh, but just wanted to get that off the top. Oh, I thought that was magnificent, Tom. Now, huge week, Eddie. Lots going on. Obviously, the Ashes have wrapped up. Seems like it was only yesterday they started, but it goes quickly. It does. Scary, mate. It's, It's scary. They now seem like... They happened months ago, I and like, I know that it finished last night. Do you think the ashes are representative of our of of life? As yeah. you sort of get a little older, life just flies by. Yes, I think so. There's no you blink and it's over. I think you're absolutely right, and that's you know it's a test case, isn't it? The ashes. Yeah, but we'll be wrapping that up because absolutely. it's now over. A uh, little bit to talk about. Where to from here? How sure. do we see it? How do we feel? Yeah. You know. feel like we lo- we won this time last week, essentially. Correct. This last week's been a bit of an afterthought, really. Yes. Uh, NRL finals, obviously in the swing of things. Manly, very much in the swing of things. Possibly looking at one of the great seasons in the modern game. Yes. I don't think that's too much. Well, we'll get into it. Yeah. Let's not 
blow the proverbial load too early. <laughs> um, then we've also got, uh, we're doing a live show this weekend. Sorry we couldn't give you any less notice. We wanted to give you less notice, but we actually couldn't. Yeah. So we'll give you a little more info on that. Yeah, sure. Uh, great Rugby World Cup coming up starting Friday. We're doing a livey on Saturday. So, look, we'll be dissecting the Rugby World Cup today yes. but we'll do it we'll be doing more of a deep dive this weekend we'll give you the details with a special guest yeah uh obviously the basketball australia has capitulated once more yep and there's some dribblers from the dribblers well said well so, said look i felt like i was losing it and just grabbed it right at the end yes. like i was falling down a mountain and i just grabbed a finger hold i would i wonder whether in your attempts to save it did you maybe do more damage than had you possibly. just let yourself fall to your death possibly look i'll leave that up to the punter and as always the dribble yes very important to do so i think without further ado eddie i want to talk ashes time i'll go yes. get things off my chest so i can move forward and march into september early october and then obviously everything that comes with summer in this nation all right eddie ashes tell me what you think i think that i couldn't be prouder of our men for retaining the ashes yes very proud I mean, they've buoyed my heart and my spirit, Tom, because you and I, as did the nation, yeah. particularly the dribbler, I think on this occasion, needed a win, okay? A big yes. win, a famous win. Yes. And they don't get more famous than Ashes Series wins. No, like, no, no absolutely not. They don't. But we didn't win. But we retained, so we did. Do you know what I mean? Yes. We didn't win the series. And I've been thinking about it all day. I'm going, is this a draw? Is this a win? Mate, we claim the Bledisloes that we retained. And yeah. we retained about five straight. No one no one blinks an eye. And New Zealand claim every Bledisloe. They retain them all the time. Look, yeah. it's it's it two walks away with the trophy. A retention is a win. Retention's because, a win. Because for it just it just means that for the opposition to win, they need to do a little bit more. But no, no, who won the ashes? Us. We yeah. won the Ashes. Yes. Leaving with the Ashes is the win. That's the win. We didn't win the whole series. No. Because it was a draw, but we'd only needed a draw because we were the holders. But it's like you gotta beat the champ to be the champ. We don't That's have exactly to we right. don't have to beat you to we don't have to absolutely unequivocally beat you to remain the It's t- like if you're playing handball, right? And if you're ace and you get out, you go back to dunce. But if you're dunce, you're out, bruh, you're back of the line. Do you know what I mean? Yes. We were ace in this situation. Yeah. So we we couldn't and lose. If you don't beat Ace, yeah. how do you become Ace? Yes, exactly. And if I'm an Ace and I don't lose, where am I meant to go? Exactly. Where's What, I'm just going to remove myself back down to Kings or Queens or, or dare I say, Duns? I don't think so, bro. Nah, bruh. I'm an Ace, bruh, and I'll stay there. Yeah. Bringing that heat. Fantastic analogy. Now, I think now that we've wrapped that up, we yeah. don't need to crap on no, the No, no, no. Well, that's shit. it. That's it. We won. No, no, we won. So I look at it and I go, oh, I feel like our boys deserve more than a draw potentially when it's all said and done yes but uh, look these things happen on foreign soils tom it's it's sometimes it's tricky and to be honest it should have been three nil going into the oval well i mean barring a christmas miracle and christmas miracles don't happen, happen. uh i did think that our boy smudge smith uh, who the Don has now left, having well, done a job. Don, Don's done a job. Don's now back up in heaven yes. uh, with the Heaven Eleven captain coaching him. Left via reverse off osmosis. Yes. Um, not sure what the scientific term is for reverse uh, osmosis. No, well that is it is it is uh, it is reverse osmosis. Okay, sure, sure. Thank you for clearing that <laughs> yeah, up. That's all right. Uh, he looked tired, didn't he, without the Don in him. Well, I mean, the Don... In that second innings, and he said as much afterwards. Yes. 
Yes. He, well, he kind of said, he'd said, look, me and the Don had sort of shaken hands and parted ways. Once the job was done, <laughs> uh, I sort of let him go. He had actually a Heaven 11 match to get back to. Now, mm. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to patronise a pun on the dribble. I'm sure they know this, but the Don is not omnipotent, <laughs> right? So he can't be in multiple places at once. He can, through osmosis, join Steve, but he can't be captain coaching the Heaven 11 whilst also being through osmosis within Steve. So Steve's gone, look, we've retained. Go, captain coach the Heaven 11. Yes. I am going to just try and do this myself. Yeah. Now, much like when you come back from overseas, sometimes you can get a little under the weather after a, sort of a, a battle with osmosis. Steve was picked up a cold. He did. Well, it's very taxing on the it's body. Taxing. We've always said We've that. Always said it's that. energy sapping. The power of osmosis, particularly when you've got two titans of the game trying to, you know, yeah. go at it. High energy. It's high energy stuff. High energy, high output. Uh, some of the side effects, obviously, the immune system a little depleted. Uh, That's why I was only able to manage eighty limited white blood cells. I mean, I'm not going to go into no, that. No, no, To the the medical side of the things. the medical minutiae. Yeah, look, we're not all doctors. No, uh, like Tom and I. Yes, but. I think that he was a little bit tired. He said as much. Look, I don't care. He's he just he racked up so many runs and literally, as it turned out, won the Ashes all on his own. All basically, his own. famous famous series. Obviously, a bit of help from old Blue Eyes Pat Cummins, who nine fingers, old nine, old nine Pat. fingers, who I didn't actually know had nine fingers. No, now, the, the man's punter, been playing the punter and the one dribbler finger up down. And yeah. Exactly. I mean, what an impressive individual. Look, if he had 10 fingers... Imagine uh, what he'd do with 10. Sky's the limit. Uh, he'd be knocking on Shane's door. Yeah, absolutely he would. Do you know what I mean? Shane would be very, very nervous. Look, I didn't know he'd lost uh, um, the top of his finger from the wrinkle <laughs> Full down. Full finger from what I heard. But, look, it is what it is. It is. And, look, there, there are some punter dribblers out there who are sort of questioning that we didn't know it. And I must stress this to the punter and the dribbler who claims that they were in the know. Where were you with that information? Mm. Where were you with that little tidbit? Yeah, yeah. Because you, know you, I mean? you, you, you dribblers get very far in the inbox. Yeah. And I feel like if any of you knew that, you would have said Yeah, it. it's all very well and good if you're like, oh, I heard about this when he came back. Well, why didn't you say it? And you know what? Why isn't anyone promoting it consistently? Look, we had a dribbler just then send in a photo of, of, of old Blue Eyes holding a pair of ASIC shoot, clearly missing a finger from the wrinkle down. Yes. Now, have we been sent footage like that before? No, Absolutely not. We haven't. So I've got to question the integrity of your of your your gripe. Your gripe. That's thank you, Tom. And look, to be honest, I'm not having it. And you can't just claim wins after the fact. It's cheap. And it is cheap. It's, it's demeaning to the dribbler name. It's tacky. It's tacky. It's tacky. And also, if it's news to us, it's breaking news. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So just look, yeah. get your house in order, dribblers, before <laughs> you come at it. Start okay? barking up our tree. That's right. I think, though, Tom, as we look towards summer in the nation, I think we've got Pakistan and New Zealand. Can't wait. Which is thrilling. But we haven't really solidified the top six. In fact, I feel like we've gone backwards from the start of the Ashes. We know less. We know less We're de-evolving. We are de-evolving. We've found and unearthed a young throbber who I can really get around, and I think the nation recognises as a future alpha male, if not a current one. Marnie. In Marnie Labashagne. Mm. Big fan of Marnie. Big fan of him. Matt Wade's got a bit of mungle in him. Well, Matt Wade's the only other man to turn up over there for the So nation. welcome back to Twice. the party. Yeah, welcome, welcome back. back. So then we've got three batsmen. Yeah. 
and we need, last time I checked, six. I think that's at least it. At least six. Well, we need a top six. Though. We need a top six. We don't have one. No. We have three. Yes. Need six. Now, obviously... Kwaja obviously loves playing in Australia. And so, so does Dave. Yeah, but Dave... I know. Is- Dave, do you know Dave's put... It was like the worst Ashes series for an opener in history or something? I think... Like- I think- not even Ashes. I think just opening. Oh, just like Test cricket history. Yeah, like Test series opening stats. They didn't have... What was the... He was, had one score in double digits or something sickening. Oh, no, he must have had a couple, but like... He averaged nine. Well, Smudge averaged 101 runs. And everyone said... You remember we got that scratchy 67 at Headley? Well, that was after we put a rocket up here. Yeah, well, that's right. But he played and missed at 300 balls. It was a miracle he wasn't out for another duck. And then he comes <laughs> out next... The next three innings, he went duck, duck, duck. After yeah, triple duck. After, you know, supposedly finding form. I think Dave's all at sea. He probably needs to come back and go back to Randwick Petersham and, and Randy just play Pete's some nice, great cricket. And, and just absolutely demoralise some 18-year-old. I think that's what Dave likes to do. Demoralise the up-and-comers, the youth of the nation. Yeah. You know? Tonk them all over the park. Hit the ball into a couple of windshields. That's right. Yeah, exactly. And then maybe once... And But look, as he also loves truth. necks and cash checks. He likes true fast bounce. In his wicket. You yeah. know what I mean? He doesn't like a swinging nut, doesn't like a dancing nut, doesn't like a spinning well, nut. Well, you can't knock him for being Australian to his core, can you, Dave? No, you because can't. he loves the nation. He loves, and the, he loves the nation's pitches. Yes. And he refuses to play well on anything other than the Australian and pitch. I'm not prepared to say that isn't a conscious choice, but it's unfortunately. Well, sometimes on a, on a, a sort of a, a deep level, yeah. subconscious, visceral. Yeah. Sometimes the nation speaks to its sons. Yeah. And speaks for itself. It forces its will upon its sons and, <laughs> and daughters. Like, and, and daughters. And daughters. It's 2019. But I'm just, I think that the nation is potentially forcing its will on Dave, going, We only want you, we only care that you play well in Australia. Yes. Otherwise, we want you to excite us in summer. Yes. Because it, it can be hot and unforgiving in this great nation during uh, the summer months, punters, dribblers. Yes. And if you've got a fired-up Dave Warner smacking, you know, 50-ball tons, then in that's going to get you up and about. Yes. Can you get you're going to say to mum, can we have the prawns now? And you're going to send dad to the fridge for a couple more cold ones. Dad, couple more coldies, mum. Prawns, uh, are we allowed them yet? Yeah, can we have them yet? Can we have the prawns yet, mum? She'll say no. And you'll go, well, Dave's just, he's just smacked a 50-ball ton in a session. And she'll go, get the prawns. Get the prawns. And you know what? That is this. That is Australia. You you get the uh, you get the the, the cocktail sauce, sauce. The cocktail sauce. Thank you very much. A bit of lemon and and that little the bath the you need that. Can, yeah, the you little water that. bath where you can sort of you just wash your hands. And I'd prefer, Mum, if I can ask for the, two of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we yeah. need one each because this thing this thing gets dirty. Yeah, yeah. We, look, 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 if you're either, you've got two options, either you bring out two bowls, or you're prepared to sub it out halfway through the <laughs> through the feed. And I, for one, won't be doing that. Because if I do, I know that I'm going to be losing prawns to my brothers and my father. And then I now I'm down on prawns just because I had to change the, the, the shitty water. And I'm just not about that. Not when Davey's just swat, <laughs> smacked a 50-ball ton. Okay? Not in summer. Not in this nation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know what I mean? Yes, dude. I know what you mean. Oh, my God. You've got me in fucking tears. <laughs> so, you can't, no. Especially when you've got brothers and sisters around there. Hunting your prawns, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they've never been unlimited in the Simpson household. There's always been... 
you know what? It's tough. A, fi- it's, a finite amount. <laughs> it's it's a tough sell to mum or dad for an infinite amount of prawns. <laughs> now, obviously, as Australians, we'd all love that. <laughs> That's what that's what we all angle for in and, but unfortunately in the budgets of this great nation the family households it's not necessarily reasonable or responsible to expect mum and dad mm. to foot the bill for infinite prawns. Look, it's unrealistic. Uh my 28 years on this planet have proven that to be fact. Um so, you know, that I think that sums that up. Yeah. Now what we're saying, punters, troopers, <laughs> is that Dave loves an Australian knock. <laughs> and so does the nation. And so does the nation. And the family, it brings families prawns together. Prawns, not so much. Prawns, not so much. Prawns, prawns, prawns hate. Prawns a, the world over fear. <laughs> a, a quick fire, David want a ton. Because <laughs> it threatens their very existence. So with that in mind, it'd be great, or it's 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 conceivable that he might be retained for the home summer. Well, we've got two series as well. So if he if he if he doesn't put in a prawn worthy performance in the first two tests, well, look, if that's I, I don't know the numbers and the figures and the dates, punters, dribblers, that's a Dior. But I think I have to agree with you, Tom. If he was to put in an unprawn worthy performance to open the summer, I fear for him. <laughs> And I fear for, you know, the livelihood of... The prawn industry. The prawn industry at large. (laughs) Wholesalers through to the retailers. Mate, you you need to get down to the fish markets and let them know. Dave is picked up where he left off in England. It's all at sea. (laughs) Sell. (laughs) Sell your businesses. Drop the prices. Exactly. Uh, So Dave, Dave, I think, stays for the first couple of tests. Yep, happy with that. Uh, Team Payne, obviously we've talked about this before, stays, sees us through the summer and then we'll reevaluate. So Tom and I will reevaluate at the end of the summer. But all in all, JL, first series at the helm, done a magnificent job. He has done well. Now, in terms of other batsmen we can bring him when we come home, Curtis Patterson. Now, he did get a couple of tons or a ton against Sri Lanka. Maybe uh, before, remember that end of last mm. year, it was unlucky to maybe not get picked in the Ashes squad. Maybe now seems like folly. Where's young Will Bukowski at? They want to get the Balkan Bulldog up and into the side and sort of trying to see how he goes. Because last time I heard, Tom, I heard the Balkan Bulldog, as you've called him, mm. which is news to me. <laughs> I heard that the Balkan Bulldog was considered, you know, potentially the next Ricky Ponting. Yes, I've heard that as well. Victorian boy loves a loves a a brave knock for his mm. state at this point, hoping that that. Well, Victoria a had gone back to back in the Shield, yes. I believe. Pekovsky, I would assume, at the forefront of that success. Well, at this stage, after what the batters did over in England, Pekovsky is but, every chance. Well, that's it. I think you just you just smoking Joe Burns. There's certainly there's two we need to find. There's two we need to find, and because we assume Dave starts, we need to find two more boys. And I think we look young and we look strong and we look for young alphas who yeah. are full of full of life and full of vigor and want to get up and about for the nation. That's what I that's what I'd be doing. Yes, I don't want to tell JL how to you know milk cows. That's right. I would never tell JL how to milk a cow. But look, if he needs or shell prawns, well, look, whatever he needs, I'm happy to do either. <laughs> If it needs to meet him, you know, milk pull on some others and milk a cow or, you know, take the heads off prawns, I'm happy to do that. 
That's not a problem. Whatever jail needs. Yeah. But jail needs to make bold decisions. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Because the future of our cricketing fortunes. Yes. Rests upon. Well, they rest on demoralizing. <laughs> demoralizing our opponents this summer. <laughs> well said. All right, Eddie, Rugby League Finals. Uh, we just had week one. Now, I'd like to just take this in chronological order of the weekend. I would agree. I think that's appropriate. I think it's easy. So, Roosters, Rabbitohs, Friday night. Rabbitohs beat the Roosters the week before. Mate, the Roosters look so scary. They look so, so good. So, so good. Like, they've just peaked right at the right time. Trent Robinson, after he won all those minor premierships and never got the job done, has just... He feels like he knows how to work the boys into September better. Well, I think he's also got now, through whatever means you would like to classify their ability to uh, cultivate a team because I'm not prepared to accuse him of anything. But he got him up for premiership tilt one year. Obviously, that had a lot to do with Manly's uh, sleeper in the side. Um, but then every other year when they were winning minor prems, they were maybe just lacking something. Maybe it was in the halves. Maybe they weren't lacking something. Maybe it was what they had. But they, I don't think they deloaded well enough. You know what I mean? Deload before a big lift. Lift being okay, and so is this taper off? I think they've tapered well the last couple of seasons, absolutely flying, yes, at the moment. Because, see, last year we were, I was expecting Storm to win it, yes, so was I. Yeah. Everyone was, everyone was expecting Storm to win it. People hey. forget that, right? And because they didn't it. have Cooper Kong in the final, everyone was like, mate, this is done, yeah, this is done. And they came out, Coop's there, smashed in the first 20 minutes, and Luke Keary stood up and he did that again on Friday. Luke Keary's big game, bro. Luke Keary is clutch. he's big game, he's big. He's Souths will regret letting him go, but I almost feel like he almost had to go to the Roosters to go to another level somehow. Like there was something about well, he obviously hated Russell Crowe with a with a fiery passion. Do your own research as to why punish dribblers, but um, bodes well for State of Origin next year. Does even though he's born in Ipswich or at least no, has no, strong no, he's ties, been, he's been he's been continually knocked back. Yes. So he no, will, no, no. He can't go now, and I so think he will have to be put through some sort of like New South Wales hypnotherapy. Yes. Um, but all I'm saying is, looks every bit an elite young New South Wales half. Yes. Very exciting. So he just absolutely dominated. Some of the tries they scored were when you, they they were slick, like they were being done in a training run, but executed to perfection. But with in-game intensity. With in-game intensity and absolutely uh, bamboozling the opposition where you're going, oh, this is a play that someone's devised, some rugby league genius, mm. and ex they've executed it with these elite backline of throbbers. Mm. One man running in, decoys this way, this way, out, back in. There was one that Tedesco scored where it ended up like going through a bunch of hands, out onto the wing, then back into Tedesco, and you're just like, mate, how... In God's glorious name, and all praise be to Him, Eddie. Mm. How is any team going to beat these guys? Well, they're going to have to. Day. They're going to have to be off, aren't they? Realistically, they're going to have to get. Someone's going to have to get in their face and rattle them and upset them early and just be dominant through the middle. Like that's the only way, really, that it can happen. From but on. The, but if they're at their best, then no one can beat them. It looks like a back-to-back -back situation, which. Look, if it can't happen, if it doesn't happen this year, I'm starting to think it can't happen in the current salary cap era. 
you know, yeah, yeah. wink, wink, hint, hint, wink, error. wink, nudge, nudge, salary cap error. Because they just look a class above, and that's just a fact. I was going to be honest. I've got to call it how I say it. You have to. I have to call People it People come it. here for, for, for unqualified opinion yes. and unwavering bias. Yes. And if we don't give that, yeah. then what are we? Well, the, the punter and the dribbler, they'll see straight through it and they'll tune out. And yeah. I can't have that. You can't have that. No. The podcast, the podcast, our interns, our families. Who I mean, we keep us. that's it. We keep we keep a lot of people afloat. Yeah. with this little operation we got that's going right. here. Yeah, I mean, right. someone did actually send us a little uh, inbox today, alerting us to the fact that Bareback Biltong, proud sponsor of the podcast, looking for a CEO. So look, did they need a CEO when they came on with us? No. Do they need one now? Yes. So you just work that out. They're now a CEO standard operation. You work that out, Punters Dribblers. Dallin and the boys. Now, we move chronologically to Saturday afternoon, about 5.40. 5.30, yeah. If my memory serves me, Tom. Raiders. Canberra went down to Melbourne. Now, I'll put my hand up and say, I thought Canberra were in desperate trouble. I thought Sticky made a mistake by resting boys so they couldn't get that home for the final against the Roosters. Thought thought going down to Melbourne and winning again this year do was you wonder whether be Mount Everest. Do stuff. you wonder whether Ricky thought, you know what, it's actually... And I'm not saying he intentionally lost because they obviously wouldn't have wanted to have lost to the Warriors, but like he was comfortable if they did. Well, I think that's exactly what happened. You know what, if we lose, well, we'll just take in on the, the Melbourne in Melbourne where we've won before. We can kind of... got We got the wood on them. Not necessarily got the wood on them, but we know we can beat them. Maybe well, it's psychological. They played the Raiders recent, the Roosters recently and the Roosters got over them. So maybe there was just something about it. Well, I feel like you're absolutely right. Ricky sensed something in the water, knew what was up. You know what I mean? Now, Ricky's a smart rugby league mind. One of the great uh, characters of the game. Absolutely. Loves loves football. He, he loves footy. Loves he loves it. his boys, and he loves the game of rugby That's league. That's right. Absolutely. Now, the Storm, believe it or not, in those two encounters that we've just mentioned, kept to one try. That's the way you got to do it, I guess, with the Storm. That's pretty big. Well, That's a big yarn. If you can keep the Storm to one try, you're probably winning the game. That's a big yarn. Yeah. Now, the Raiders look good. They look really good. Do I think that... Does that does that show the closeness of the competition in the sense that yes. Manly got pumped by Melbourne, right? Obviously, Turbo, his uh, peck exploded. Well, it but, was a funny night. You and I there that night. There was something yes. in the air. There was something a little off. And But, like, they pumped us, but we beat Canberra a week or before or a week or so before, but then Canberra come back and beat Melbourne. So it's like that. you wonder whether even though... Uh, it was a week before. Yeah, right. So, you, But you just wonder whether that Manly loss was... Not that I'm going too hard into the Manly loss, but whether it's Melbourne's performance, Manly's loss, but whether the scoreline isn't necessarily reflective of how where the teams are at. It was more just like they lost, but it was a blowout, if that makes sense. Makes complete sense. I think it, mate, the competition is super, super tight. It is. Yeah. I mean, especially up the tip. The Parramatta Reels were appalling last year, and they're flying. We'll get to them. We will. Yes. But in what? In 12 months. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So. Now, did you see that before the game had even started, Joey Leilua, they're running out into the field and there's like the tunnel of fireworks mm. and he has got like a molten spark into his eyeball. Yeah. Mate, they're going to have to start running out in goggles. <laughs> Is that... Well, I mean, I feel like that's the only way forward because I, for one, am not prepared to lose the fireworks and the pyrotechnics from the game of rugby. Mate, pyrotechnics and fireworks go hand in hand with the great game. There's, you, I think there should be more of them, Tom, yes. if I'm honest. More, not less. Yes. 
So if this is going to be an issue moving forward, I think that goggles make sense. I think goggles make perfect sense, Eddie. And I think if you're Joey Leilua, right? If you're Joey Leilua, we've always we've punters, dribblers, we've always we've all had something in our eye before. Always. And hay fever is, is almost like having many things in your eyes. And all it the could time. it could possibly be one of the biggest pains in the ass. Yes. Like it can send you half mad. I remember I woke <laughs> big time. I, I woke up one morning <laughs> and I thought I had something in my eye. I'd actually scratched it overnight, which apparently is common, right? Scratched your eyeball, but it felt like something was in it. And I went mad as a cut snake <laughs> trying to get it out. I had the bloody shower head jammed into my eye. I had I was trying all different ointments yeah, yeah. and home remedies, and I That's called it. mother, There's and mother couldn't help. And uh, I went through every old wives' tale in the wives' book. tale in the book. Dragged myself up to the medical center. I was supposed to be at the race. I was like, nah, can't go to the race. Just got to go to the medical center. See, that's the thing. It'll ruin your day. You it can't- did ruin my day. And I sat down the bike's like, there's nothing in it. I'm like, mate, there is. He goes, <laughs> are you sure that your eyes aren't scratched? And I go, there's something in there. And he goes, is it moving around your eyes? They're always in the same spot. And I go, same spot. And he goes, well, then that's it. And then- as Can soon he as not I- look at your eye and tell as- you? But as soon as I knew that, I was fine. Oh, really? So you know what I mean? But you can work yourself yeah. into a flap. And if I'm Joey Leilua, mate, I, would, I don't even know if I'm taking the field no. when I know there's pyrotechnics out yeah. there. Yeah, but, but molten without, hot rubber. Without NRL certified glasses. Yes. Or goggles. Now, we can get spec savers on it as if they're not already a sponsor of something. Or some sort of labour company, your King G's of the world. Hard you know, yakka. Hard yakka. These are sort of, you know. Well, you hard know, yakka would go hand in hand with a game that was built on hard yakka. That's it. And then I think then you are able to increase the pyrotechnics rather than decrease the That's right, which is what you and I have been screaming out for, yes. an increase in flames. Yes, that's it. Flames, sparklers. Yes. You know when they... When well, you tell you what's... Not, have, what you seen, has, do you, have you ever seen uh, Goldberg's entry uh, in WWF where he's basically walking through just... Basically, what it looks like is walking through fire. Yes. Now, obviously, with the uh, the bogan silk jerseys, I wouldn't suggest flames, but maybe sparklers won't ignite the players. Look, that's something for a pyrotechnic, and I'll leave it in their good hands to come up with something that's Feel not free to gonna, reach that's out. not going to jar with the bogan silk. Yes, because we're also not losing that. Well, Tom. Tom, again, they go hand in hand: asbestos, bogan silk, and pyrotechnics. Now, that is it's a match made in heaven. That's it. Match made in heaven. But I think that Joey needs to look or at least approach the NRL, approach Canberra Raiders and go, listen. Well, this can, be, this can be his initiative. Yes. And I th- well, look, I think Joey would wear it like a badge of honour. Absolutely would. Joey's goggles. Joey's goggles. Joey played all right, though, in the end. Well, he, he gave the flick pass for the John Bateman try. John Bateman. Ricky's, Ricky's pommy throbbers are... Sick. Like I really am around the 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 camera pommy throbber. Yeah. The Whiteheads, your Batemans, your Hodgsons. Mm. They are real hard, real tough footy players. They're hard and tough. Northern England, cold, bitter, brutal, unforgiving winters. Yeah. They're they're just those players where you're going like you do everything well. You don't do anything bad. You tackle well. You run hard, even though you're not the biggest on the field. You're fast Mongrels. enough. You're at every. Yeah, yeah. You're never out of the play. Yeah. Mongrels. Mongrels. Throbbers. Yeah. And, I mean, look, now that that beating of the storm has opened up that side out the the side well, of the draw. Well, who's it opened up for? It's opened up for Manly. For Manly. It's opened all the way up, and I couldn't be more thrilled. Yes. It looks to me like a dream run to the GF, to the big dance. A rails run for the horsey fans out there. Yeah, so, exactly. So, so Plenty of cover. 
we, and then it opens late and it is straight through. Yeah. Now, for those Beat of you... Kobe that, Diva 2005. Think that punters, dribblers. Now, for those of you that don't understand where, how the draw is now, so we have on one side of the draw, Parramatta, Melbourne, Roosters. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side of the draw, we have Manly, Souths, Raiders. So Manly will play Souths this weekend. Parramatta will play Melbourne. Then the winners of that, Parramatta will... If Parramatta or Melbourne will play the Roosters, and then Manly South will play the Raiders for the big dance. That's correct. Now, Manly were a bits and pieces side Saturday night. Brookvale. 7.30. Heaving. Absolutely heaving. V-Sharks. V-Sharks. But just exploded out of the gate. Asbestos in the air. Well, I think that's what a it nice was. nice balmy evening. That's what it was. It was the boys ran out to a nice lung aroma. Lung full of asbestos. A nice aroma, a nice lung filler of asbestos. The- and it got the boys up and about. And you know what? The Sharks couldn't hang with us. They no. were shell-shocked, mate. Yeah. Well, I don't know that, uh, that uh, water-based animals can handle asbestos. You know what I mean? Whereas a bird of prey, a bird that flies through the air, that spent its life well, living and breathing asbestos. Seagulls soar on the winds of asbestos. Which is what, you know, I mean, watch a David Attenborough doc. Yeah. Why is it a bird of prey? Because it's reared on asbestos winds. Yes. Look, <laughs> I mean, it's if you actually think about it, it makes a complete and utter sense. Now, the Sharks couldn't handle this. Sean Johnson proved that he is a beta. Certainly a 2019 beater because 2019. these because we aren't necessarily defining these players no, for I'm the rest of their life. Career. I'm talking about sharks beat. I'm yeah. shark, shark, shark Sean Johnson. Yes, 2019 beater. Unfortunately for Sean, uh, but he really didn't play well. Daily Cherry Evans, on the other hand, best game of the year. He you could say was get close. phenomenal, kicking well, laying on some great tries with some good passes. But I think that the 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 biggest throbber of them all. The piece de resistance of throbbers in that game was Adam Fanua Blake. Well, Adam's an animal. Yes, Adam Adam's a sick puppy. He is in a, in all the right in all ways. the right ways. Yeah, um, he's a handful. He's a he's a rugby league handful. <laughs> and if you've got a rugby league handful on, on your hands, hands, then giddy up, champ. Because you're in for the ride of your life. And those poor sharkies couldn't go with him. No for way. Fafita. Fafita was nowhere to be seen. Mate, poor old who's gal. Poor old Gal sent off into retirement thanks to your service. Look, you know what? Gal's done it all. Won the Shield, won the Pram, played a shitloads of games. World Cups. Look, he's done it all. So good on you, Gal. But when you go to Brookie, where where the Sharks have won five or 40 games in their history, you're no chance, mate. Not when Adam, the rugby league handful, is at his very, very best. Yes. Now, Brendan Nobeers Elliott played all right. Well, this is now. So people are people are asking. People are asking, have we moved his status? It's, now, it's beers. It's it's a beers pending while we're in the finals, right? He had a good game, and that's what we wanted, right? If Tommy Turbo plays a solid game at fullback, we're not like what a legend. Mm. Tommy Turbo throbs consistently. Uh, he, it's a life, well, you know, best at full throb. I think it's. I think what you're trying to say, Tom, is that beers never has moved to beers pending. Yes, and it'll be beers pending through the finals. Now, if he plays well and we crash out of the finals, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna remove the man's right to beers. But if he has, if, if he, he plays a role in Adamise, if he puts in a performance that is of a beers never standard, then unfortunately for Brendan, there'll be no beers on there'll his be no beers. But 
let's say Eddie. Let's let's let the uh, the youthful mind wander for a little moment, and let's say that the manly seagulls of manly fame, of manly Warringah fame, of maroon and white fame, yeah, of rings fame, of rings and glory fame, of no wooden spoons, of fame. Des Hasler's hair fame, mm-hmm. of beaches and babes fame. Now yep. let's say that manly seagulls. <laughs> Made it all the way to the grand final. To the big dance. To the big dance. And was to win said dance. <laughs> the dancer. The dancing competition. Well, considered the unwinnable dance. Correct. Win the unwinnable dance. Let's say that happened. Brendan, in this podcast's uh, estimation, mm. will be a beers for life. Yes. Correct. Absolutely beers for life. Yeah. As will every member of, of that side. side. Now, but, but specifically a man that is so often promised to never have beers again. Well, look, It'll mean more to him, I feel. Yes, yeah, so he'll be a life member of the beers club. Yes. And I'll, I'll happily endorse that yes. if the ninth was delivered. Obviously, Tom and I would get a copy. Um, yes. yes. Look, I think that now that this side of the jaw has opened up, we can dare to dream, Tom. I think we can dare to dream because I always fear running into an elite side in the preliminary. I think that's when a lot of the times they'll play their best football. The big dance can have a a big effect on young, vulnerable minds. Now, old minds, old heads. Pressure does funny things to funny people, right? Or normal people. Doesn't matter. You don't have to be funny for for pressure to... But, if you're not funny. <laughs> yeah. Look, if you're not funny, you can still have an effect. That's all I'm saying. But if you are funny, more of an effect. They say. Now, Daz, this would be, if we got us there and we were to win, this would be the greatest coaching performance in the history of the game. Yes. I'm prepared to say it. Bar none. Bar none. I think it would go Des Hazler and the 19 Manly Seagulls, then Leicester City and Claudio Ranieri. Yes. He'd come. He'd come in a, a late second. Yes. A distant second. That's right. So that's where we're at. Um, so... Friday night, we take on South. Oh, I think that we get the W. That's my feeling. Yes. My sense of things, Tom. Yes. Uh, hasn't been a bigger pre- preliminary. Or what's is semi-final for us? This is a preliminary, I think. Or is it preliminary? The Semi is the... Or is it the quali... You know what? Like... Dior. Dior that. Dior. <laughs> Dior. We arrive at Sunday. Did anyone in the nation see that coming? No. This is Broncos versus Parramatta. Was it 54-nil? 58-nil. 58-nil. And Mitchell Moses missed five conversions. So it would have been 60-something-nil. Yeah. Oh, look, I don't want to bash them off the top because they did win 58-nil, but Mitchell Moses continually kicked right. Yeah, but I mean, if there's any day to be off. No, but I'm just saying readjust. If you keep kicking right, readjust. Yeah, right. Make small adjustments. Recalibrate. That's and you know what? Sorry, Mitch, to start off negative because the rest of your game was fifty-eight nil worthy. But did not see this biggest loss in Broncos history, biggest loss in finals history, most points conceded in finals history, uh, and to nil. Now I believe as we go to air, Eddie, and I'm just going to quickly do the the laziest of Dior's possible. Uh, that the the rumors were that Darius Boyd was going to stand down as captain. Mate, probably probably uh, a fair thing to happen. And then also their CEO, Paul White, uh, was also going to stand down. I had no idea that Darius was playing in the halves. Yeah, he got that's moved. How, that's how little impact he, he got moved to the halves. And uh, he got moved to the halves and Milford got moved, moved to fullback. Now, all the headlines, as I just do a quick look to Fox Sports News, Boyd has captained his last game. Heads will roll at Bro- uh, the Broncos after Bank West. Um, 
Broncos CEO livid over finals exit says club will move players on. I mean, you kind of have to after that performance. But then it's like, it's tough because you made the finals. No, 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 no. Mate, we're talking about the Brisbane Broncos who have the entire Brisbane market at their disposal. More money, more coin than anyone. That talent catchment area, just ridiculous. Yeah, you can't. can't, That that, that performance won't fly. They got bailed out in the first round last year. They've made no improvement. They've gone backwards at Country Mile. They've got young throbbers there, but they've got old, silly... Washed up heads there. I'm yes. sorry if they do. No, mate, that's fair. And they don't look much like Manly. They deal exclusively in rings. They right? like to think oh, they do. They like to think they do. They haven't since 2006. It's been a long drought for them. It has. Because of a variety of issues, particularly around mismanagement of the club and its assets, Tom. But that's for another day. <laughs> but look, they don't. You don't just cop that, mate. You got to. You got to sack half the side. Yes. Now, appalling. No one cared. So, there was such lack of effort out there, mate. It, it was embarrassing, right? It was, it was bush leagues. What it was. Now, this I don't just, know why I'm getting fired. No, up, well, because I mean, you don't even care. But now I'm going to try and play this punters dribblers. So this is the dribbler hotline. Uh, and I may play a couple more throughout the show, but this one certainly ties into what we're talking about right now. So I believe this is from a punter and dribbler called Joe who sent us a voicemail on Sunday. So let's just see how we go here. Tom, Eddie, congratulations to the Manly Sea Eagles on winning the inaugural asbestos bowl. But unfortunately, it's all for naught. Brisbane Rockets are going to win this thing. Katoni Stag will have two tries this afternoon. Fuck the Melbourne Storm. We don't need them. Okay, Joe. Now, obviously, hindsight is twenty twenty. Let's just uh, see it how didn't age well. It did not age well. That voicemail. Now, I do well. appreciate Joe for uh, for leaving a voicemail. Good on you, Joe. Good on you, Joe. That's what the dribbler hotline's for. Now, that one was sent. Um, if I can get a time here, which I don't seem to be able to. Here we go. We got a time. Three thirty-seven p.m. Just before kickoff. This was at five twenty-eight. During the game. Tom, Eddie, Joe here. Left a bit of a dribble about the Broncos earlier. Um, just ignore that one. Thanks, fellas. Be a snake. Well, look, that's what the dribbler hotline's for. That's what for. the dribbler hotline's for. Beer soon, Joe. Yeah, beer, beer soon. soon. Like, like that you came back and, and swallowed your pride. Yeah, you and, have to. And... and you know, made up for what was an appalling prediction. Oh, it was a horrible call, right? But, you know... Uh, we can't all be manly. We can't all be manly, right? You can, not everyone can be supporting the Manly Seagulls here. It's just That's just not how it goes, unfortunately. So, um, there's that's... that's uh, not only is that uh, the Broncos and that game, but it's also... Uh, the you know the exemplification of what the dribbler hotline can be. That's what it, that's what it can be. That's what it promises to be. Punters and dribblers. Yes. Now, now, you'd be first, please, Edward. Would you like to look to Friday? I would. I just wanted to quickly say, do we think that that might give Parramatta a little bit of a like uh, a sugar hit of sorts? Okay. Do, okay. Yes. And I gonna... can't make up my mind. I don't know where I stand on next Saturday night. Now, this I don't is Parramatta know... versus Melbourne. Yes, I don't know if I'm making this up. I don't think I am, but I feel like when teams get on a, a, a bit of a run, they get a bit of a sniff. They can start to do serious damage. Yes, I think that they're good money against the, the Storm. Yeah, I think so. Now, okay. 
I could be wrong. I think you might be, and not because of any conviction or knowledge or any sort of, you know. Look, that's the, it's hard to get a sense of it, right? They did Manly last week, but Manly weren't at, weren't, weren't at their best. No. The Broncos were absolute bush league, and the Storm are just a different beast, right? Are they going to really win the comp and go loss-loss? I don't know. But, like, you know, if, if, if you... But if they just, if they just if throw caution to the wind... If you beat a team 58-0, could have been like 68 if Moses was kicking well. Sorry to harp on it, Mitch. But, like, there's a there's a lot to be said about the team they were playing against, right? Like, if it was a if it was a dominant 20-0 performance, 30-0 performance, you might just go, shit, they were – the eels are on. Yeah. But because it got to 60, you're a bit like mm. – Well, it, it's, it's a reflection of how little they tried. Yeah. The Broncos. Yeah. They were so sloppy in defense. It was disgusting to it watch half the time. But I just – you know, there's always a team that makes a bit of a run yes. in the finals. I'm hoping it's Manly. So am I. Obviously. Obviously. But would I would I like to see the Storm get taken out? Of course I would. Yes. Just but one I'd, less threat in the Yeah, comp. but I'd prefer the Storm to maybe... I mean, I guess you don't want it to be a Storm Rooster semi. So you kind of go, I'd prefer... Would, like, well, it could be. No, it, look, it probably will be. But I mean, if it's a Storm Rooster semi, you're guaranteed to get the Storm of the Roosters in the grand final. So you prefer almost power to go through. Para- and then... Touch up the touch up the the roosters, roosters go through and then it's a manly Parramatta grand final throwback to the days of old fibros versus fibros asbestos asbestoses asbestos fibros versus the uh, silver tails silver silver tails of the Parramatta eels. Um, Look, I think that's rugby league. I think that's rugby league. I've enjoyed that. Wonderful. Cannot tell you how pumped I am for this weekend. So checkies out. Checkies out, punters, dribblers. It will be a manly Parramatta. Manly. 13 plus into Parramatta, 1 to 12. Look, is it bold? Yes, it's bold. But you've got to be bold if you want to have a yacht. Yeah, if you want a yacht, be bold. Do you want an 80-foot yacht or not? That's almost... You know, we should start doing inspirational quote posters. Yeah. If you want to be... If you want a yacht, load up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If you want a yacht, then you need to go specky. And nothing's more specky than a 13-plus manly win into a the 12 eels. Sully anytime try scorer. The big baby himself. First try scorer. First try scorer. For those <laughs> who re- want a big yacht. Yeah. <laughs> if you want a 100-foot yacht. <laughs> yeah. It, if, you want, if you want Russian billionaire yacht, then yeah. Sully first. Abramovich stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sully first try scorer. Into Sivo first try scorer. Into, so, Sully first try scorer manly 13-plus into Sivo first try scorer. Eels 1-12. Checkies. The podcast this week, Punters Dribblers, brought to you by our good friends at the Mailbag. Now, Spring Carnival is here. Hay fever in my eyes. But I'll have you know, if you're following my hay fever journey, just purchase some Zyrtec. Eyes no longer itchy. Nose still a little bit runny, but we're feeling better. Now, with that in mind, Spring Carnival in the air, Eddie. The team at the Mailbag, our trusted source of betting information. Zyrtec trusted hay fever remedy. Mailbag trusted betting information. Now, if you're a beater that gets hay fever and you don't have any Zyrtec, but you want to feel better, then get the mailbag out. I think Zyrtec's for the beater. I'm unfortunately, as I'm now admitting this publicly, Zyrtec for the beater in terms of a hay fever remedy. If you're an alpha, I think punting on horses is the remedy for hay fever. Yes, you're absolutely right. Now, 
I obviously try everything. I leave no stone unturned. Such is the uh, hay fever that, that unfortunately grips me. So I turn to the great friends at the mailbag. Now, they are the home of accountable late mail betting advice and it's delivered to you, punters dribblers, via their phone application. You're absolutely right, Tom. Now, you receive a detailed betting plan and report punters dribblers on the key runners from the mounting yard five minutes before every race and it's good detailed information as well like i don't know who's eyeing up these ponies we've said it before but they know what the hell they're talking about believe it's jack shout out to jack because well they've got eyes all over the country that's true they do mean and it's 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 phenomenal they know exactly what they're looking at they know exactly how to pick winners using their eyes using the form and deliver it to you the punter and the dribbler now We've said before, if you're an alpha male and you're looking to buck hay fever or you're just an alpha who loves winning on horses, it's it's a no-brainer. I'm not joking. We've won money following their tips. It's ridiculous. So, as we said, it's accountable, independent betting advice. Advice. Now, if you want this advice, head to themailbag.com.au forward slash hello sport and get a free week or month with any product purchased. That's a free week or month with any product purchase. <laughs> All right, Punish Dribblers. So this Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m., Edward and myself and the great and powerful Jeremy Paul. Great and powerful. Uh, former Wallabies hooker. Uh, winner of all trophies. Uh, he'll be joining us for a, a bit of a yarn before the Wallabies take on Fiji in the first game, uh, their first game of the World Cup. Nice that it's in uh, the middle of the day on a Saturday. I couldn't be more ecstatic about the timing. Now for let's you just and I. let's just quickly give them the address, which probably is important because otherwise we're just talking about. Uh, a fictional place. But the Mossman Club, 719 Military Road, it's the sports bar in Mossman. The sp- the sports bar Mossman. It's the Mossman RSL, as far as I know. There you go. Mossman Ari, upstairs, I think is their sports bar. Whatever. Just go to the Mossman Ari. You'll figure it out. You'll and work say, it out. Where's Hello Sport? Where's Jeremy Paul? Go to the Mossman Ari. I don't know if it's upstairs or if it's downstairs. You'll find it. You'll find it. Now, look, you might be saying to yourselves, why are you dribblers letting us know so late? We were told late. Yeah. We were told late. This time last week, it wasn't yet organised. It now is. Now you know. One o'clock till two o'clock. Me and Tom, Jeremy, Paul, dribbling about all things Rugby Union, all things World Cup. Mossman RSL, maybe upstairs, maybe downstairs. You'll find it. And then we're going to sit around and we're going to watch the Wallabies mall Fiji. And And we're going to have a couple of schooners, Tom and I. Drink bulk schooners. We're going to have a couple of schooners. I don't know if Jeremy wants to hang around and have a couple of schooners with us. I think he will. I'm sure Jeremy will hang around. Well, we've, I mean, we've had a couple with Jeremy before. We have. Jeremy's a good man. Great man, even. Jeremy likes him. Yes. Now, that does sort of nudge us into the Rugby World Cup. It does. Obviously, we won't be giving all of our fireworks, all of our dribble and yarn right now, given of course we've got not. Saturday. But I can't think, Tom, of less hype. And I... And I say that with all due respect. I hope and I th- and I expect to get pumped between now and Saturday. Yes. When kickoff, I think the first game is Friday night. I think when I'm into the throes of it, when I'm into the thick of it, I reckon once I'll be the, up once and about. That sort of, uh, once that sort of carnival atmosphere yeah, gets that's underway. Right. That's right. And Japan really opens its arms that's to the world. And it's hard to, it's hard to tap into carnival atmosphere 
when you haven't seen any carnivals yet. Well, when you don't have a carnival, right? Well, the so carnival's without- not open yet. No. Exactly. So you can't really experience. It's hard to get atmosphere. high. It's hard to get high on circus vibes, right? When the circus is not. When the they're not even in town yet. No. So difficult, but you would think, Eddie, and I mean, we've obviously had our run-ins with the rugby media before in terms of their lack of ability to promote anything. Yeah. Um, but certainly, I think this also goes back to the team as well, the Wallabies team, and not the players necessarily, but like there seems to be like a real lack of creativity around uh, like generating media hype or uh, just getting like players out there in front. Like it seems like the players' social media does more than anything else. Like Curtly Beal was on the bus um, in wherever they were in Japan and he's playing the didgeridoo outside the window to, uh, you know, a bunch of That's great content. Stuff. That's great. But I saw that on like Adam Coleman's social media. That should be everywhere. That should be everywhere. But also like the, the players they put up for interviews. I remember trying to get uh, Wallabies for interviews in the past and certain people within the media team at the Wallabies throw up players for interviews and I'm not you know, obviously name players because it's not their fault, but they're not necessarily what you would call media darlings. They're not exactly, uh, you know, uh, verbose. Yeah. They don't necessarily, <laughs> uh, you know, speak fantastically well. Yes. They don't they're, have not any, they're not yarners, Eddie. Is and that what you're trying to say, beating around what, the bush? That's what I'm trying sure. to say. And, sure. I, and it's kind of like, look, you know you've got yarners in the side. Mm. You know you've got yarners in the side. Get the yarners in front of the mics, in front yep. of the cameras, yep. and get them yarning. Get them yarning. That's what we need. More people yarning to pump this thing up. Now, when we get into the throes of it, I reckon, as I've said... I'll be up and about because I like our boys running around in a World Cup because I dare to dream. Tom. We love international I rugby. I dare to dream. We've got a very cushy pool this time around, which I love, but we need to get the W over Wales. Wales are dangerous. Obviously, the best team in Europe, won the Six Nations, won the Grand Slam. Dior, deal, deal. If we can get it over them, we've got a pretty good run. If we lose to them, I believe our quarterfinal can get tricky. Right. Now. That's a Dior that we will certainly have all of the information for on Saturday. Look, we will on Saturday. But I think Mossman Sports Bar. That's right. Mossman RSL. Sports Bar. Absolutely dribbling. Um, but look. There's not much to really to, to, to go into right now in terms of the World Cup's coming up. Mm. I'm obviously going to be excited for it. I'm obviously going to watch it. Um, but until the games are on, such is the dearth of uh, media hype. There just hasn't been a whole lot of narratives yet. No, there's out. no narratives as well. That's the thing. The, the narrative is is what whips the punter and the dribbler up into an absolute frothy frenzy, right? <laughs> That's exactly. Like, narrative has always whipped the punter and the dribbler into a frothy frenzy. Yeah. And there isn't like, you know, storylines of this, storylines. The only one is well, Christian like, Lelia remember, remember last year, Japan got it over South Africa and we're like, all right, we're in. We're on. We're up in the bow. Yes, you've got, me. You've, you've got, got me. me. you've got me into a yarn here. You've got me into an absolute frenzy. Willie Rioli in the AFL, Eddie. Yes. Now, Willie, uh, of the uh, very high-profile famous Rioli family, they're the, one of the most famous indigenous names in AFL. They may be the most famous uh, family-wise anyway. Very high profile. If, if you go through the Rioli family tree of AFL players, I, it's almost like every single one of them has, has won a, f- a flag. And there are three in the current generation of like Cyril, who's now retired, but Cyril, Willie, and then one at Richmond. 
all flags, then there are like two or three older generation Riolis who have won flags. Like their record is just ridiculous mm. in AFL. Now, unfortunately, Willie has got himself into some deep, deep poo-poo. poo-poo. Now, for the uneducated, basically, Willie has been uh, done giving a tampered, false, a tampered sample. A tampered urine sample. Now, I've been led to believe... Now, Tom, you might you hear whispers. You yes. might be able to substantiate these claims. It was Powerade. So, what I've heard, punters, dribblers, and this is all rumour, innuendo, uh, again, whispers upon the winds, that Willie may have... So with the you got to understand the AFL three strike policy. So uh, someone was explaining to me that in the AFL you can be if you're tested like if you get you so, get tested by like cl- uh, like clubs or the AFL and that's for illicit substances cocaine yes MDMA blah 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 yes then you also get tested by WADA Asada whatever that's performance enhancing and if it's on game day and you test positive for coke then that's also performance enhancing yes. right but if WADA tests you on like a Tuesday then it's play on it's because play on. they're only testing for performance enhancing. Yes. Now, their three-strike policy works like this. First time, only the doctor knows. Second time, the club knows. Third time, the AFL knows and you're, you're banned. Yes. Now. That's illicit that's, drugs. Yes. Now, Willie, again, allegedly, this is all the rumours, but he was getting tested on a Tuesday. After training. After yes. training. Uh, and uh, if you believe the rumours, he may or may not have been about to piss hot if it was getting tested, but it wasn't for performance-enhancing drugs. It was for fun times. Yes. Again, this is just rumours. But when he was doing it, was sort of wigging out and maybe not fully understanding the rules and it's sort of like either added Gatorade to the urine sample or just straight up giving him Gatorade. Now, that's where it gets confusing because... That's an immediate fucking... But it's, it's confusing because I was always under the impression that the chaperone watches the urine leave. leave the phallus and enter the jar. Now, that was my understanding. And I believe I that's thought, the, tr- I thought the case. I was under the impression that he needed to be laser-focused, the chaperone. Locked, eyes locked to phallus. Yes, locked, locked in on the phallus. Now, that was what I was told, Tom. I find it hard to then understand, understand. how Willie has subbed his Willie out for a Powerade. Now... Without it being wildly obvious. Well, now I. Given the chaperone was locked in. Yes. Given the chaperone had to, much like a heat seeking missile on a B 52 bomber, lock to phallus. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Now, that's correct. It's confusing, but obviously he's done it. So, now. I mean, you can't blame you can you can question the chaperone as to why his eyes deviated or her eyes deviated for even the briefest of moments. I, th- I believe it would be a male. I, I look, I don't know who knows, but I'd be shocked if it wasn't. That's okay. You know what? I'd be shocked if I'd heard their eyes were not locked <laughs> on the phallus. So who knows what to believe at this point? But it would seem that the eyes, for even a brief moment, were wandering. Else, were wandering. Perhaps to another. I don't know how many phalluses <laughs> one's got to sort of be locked on at any one time. You'd think it was one phallus per chaperone. Well, I, well, that's what I would have thought, but perhaps Whisper had 
reach the chaperone that other phalluses were about. Well, Dior. Do your own research on this one, guys. But look, somehow he's somehow Willie has managed to either full full blown Powerade or a mixture of a cocktail of urine and Powerade. <laughs> and, now, and now looking at four years. Four years max. But, you know, I think also like, I mean, the thing is I, if that is the case, I uh, feel like, obviously I feel horrible for him, but I'm just always one where like, I feel like, firstly, I think the, the three strike on the AFL is brilliant in the sense that it's, I don't, I'm not sitting here encouraging someone to go and be a, naughty boy on uh recreational drugs but let's not ruin careers over but it. let's not ruin careers but also let's be let's be more honestly reflective of society and people do it people might do it in society and go Shh, i shouldn't have done that i shouldn't have done this and you know whatever or just the fact that the nature of society is what it is mm. and if you're trying to hold people to obviously unrealistic like an unrealistic standard I just think, and like end a career over, say, one bad mistake, even two bad mistakes. Yes. Because also, realistically, they're not, in the context of bad mistakes, I don't think they are bad, bad mistakes. You know what I mean? So to, to like have your and, career and, and ruined we, for it, it look, just seems and a little bit real. obviously just... He, he's, he's shit the bed he's a little shit bit. shit the bed. That's, well, he's like, wigged out. That's what's happened. You know what I mean? The pressure's got to him. And it's and all alleged. It's alleged and made a snap call and got horribly, horribly wrong. Do you, do you wipe him out for the rest of his career over what's clearly a, a poor mistake? I think that's harsh. But I'll leave that up to the AFL. The thing is, is if you cut, if you if you start making concessions, this well, is what the, well, that's it. That's it because the, then because yeah. well, then people will just start doing it all the time. Yes. Like you got to be, you almost got to be ruthless. Yes. I think I actually argued that on the weekend. Now it's coming back to me. You almost <laughs> got to be ruthless. Otherwise, people will go. Oh well, you know. Sorry, I sorry. You know, look, don't ruin my career because I just poured Powerade into the sample. Yes, it's just it's just so tough, and. I mean, I get it. I get why you got to be ruthless, but I'm also like, man, this is people's lives. Yeah, yeah, it's hectic, and it's just like such it's a hectic. such a thing to have on your life for the. You know what I mean? It's hectic. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. Look, feeling for Willie. Feeling for Willie. Um, and I'd also like to just ask the Wada, Yasada, whatever they are, chaperones to. Maybe when they get back to sort of uh, chaperone training, do a little more focus on phallus locking. Yeah. Yeah, because that seems like the that first seems like, thing you should be working on. Yeah, that should be like you've got to be elite at that. Yeah, because look, some the, clearly Tom's standards are slipping. The podcast this week is brought to you by Bareback Biltong. Bareback Biltong is made from grass-fed Aussie beef. Their original and smoked chili flavors are sure to get your taste buds punting and dribbling. Bareback's very first creation, the original collection, provides the right amount of taste to keep you wanting more. The perfect salt blend, coupled with Bareback's secret ingredients, allows it to be a huge favourite. Cold smoke for six hours using the unique Bareback method. Their smoked chilli is the perfect blend of their spiced and smoked collection. The simple oaky flavour, heightened by the addition of their secret spices, provides a truly rare and delicious flavor now special offer for the punters and dribblers who listen to hello sport you go to www.barebackbiltong.com.au and put in the promo code hello sport that's one word capital h and a capital s and you'll get a discount on your biltong and that biltong eddie is delivered across the country all right punters dribblers so the first dribbler dribble this is a longie here now obviously uh not famed for my uh 
my reading ability. Not famed. But also not because I'm bad, more because I'm, you know, it's just it's small. Because you're not that good at it. I'm not particularly good. Look, you're not that good at it. You just got to own it and move on. Yeah. Do your very best. I will. And don't annoy the punter and the dribbler. I have read this dribbled. It's a, it's a, it's a mighty dribble. And, it, and I have given the green light for Tom to attempt to read it because I know it's a good dribble. the contents of the dribble. So it's from Mick O'Keefe. Shout out to Mick. Men, Mick here, long-time listener, first-time dribbler. I've decided on the eve of our Division Two Brisbane Rugby League final to reach out to you for discussion on your broadcast, on your podcast even. We're seeking an endorsement, glowing or otherwise. My friend Jim Laurie and I play for the Brighton Roosters and a grand final bound at the Albert Park, a.k.a. Bash-Up Park, home of the North Devils at 1.30pm this Saturday. Bash-Up Park, great place for football. Love it. So this grand final has already taken place, just as a uh, FYI here. Both Jim and I are members of the Apple Farmers Union, born and bred in Stanthorpe, coldest town in Queensland, which works closely with the Tomato Farmers Union, that is correct, and associated throbbers who we are both intrinsically affiliated with. That's correct. This rigorous rough country and its upbringings has made us all somewhat inhuman in strength due to the consumption of what some people would say is a fatal quantity of apples in our earlier years. We've now, ed- We've now educated and enforced an apple-only policy throughout the team and as the primary source of nutrition, and oh boy, oh boy, hasn't it worked wonders. Second only to bareback biltong in terms of athletic nutrition, correct? Correct. The apple-only policy should be the cornerstone of any suburban rugby league team. 2019 marks the 51st year since co-founder Jim Laurie, yes, the grandfather of the current Jim Laurie mentioned above, dragged a cast-iron bed frame over an ex-car body dump leased from Brisbane City Council to create a luscious home ground we now call Jim Laurie Oval. Love that. The links to your spiritual home ground of Brookvale Oval are numerous. Northside, close to the ocean, and possible asbestos in the clubhouse, among many others. The mighty Roosters have won the minor premiership, Teddy Beaumont mid-season trophy, and now strive for the ultimate goal of the Brisbane Division II Rugby League Cross River Premiership. Where hard we- to win the Cross River Premiership. Tom. Always heard that. Very hard to win. Very hard to win. Uh, so back to it here. The Cross River Premiership, where we established dominance over the Beta South Side. Be- the South Side are beaters from, from memory. We also note that you won't be recording another episode until after the final is finished. That is correct. That is correct. That's exactly what's happened. happened. But our lack of put our lack of time management down to a combination of park footy and the Apple only policy. If deemed Makes worthy, sense. reach out to us in your next podcast for a detailed review of the big dance and our silly Sunday slash Mad Monday celebrations. Well, that- we need, we will need a an update. We're going to need an update, and I hope he actually gives it to us when he sees this. Because well, I want to know who was the victor in the Cross River Premiership. Now- I mean, as I just let me finish this, Eddie. Sorry, man. Without giving anything away. Will consist of copious amounts of nutritious whiskey, apples, and other apple alcohol related beverages, and everything else you deem appropriate to be spoken of on radio. Okay, so that's inspired some Willie Rioli vibes there. Uh, that was a wonderful bit of uh, dribble there. I hope everyone enjoyed my reading. But got in mind that you're improving over time. Obviously, when you guys hear this, it'll be edited to sound much better as well. Just know that when you hear it possibly cut out a few pregnant pauses yes a couple of mistakes and some stumbles and so it might sound quite seamless yeah that's true now we did want to shout out to one more dribbler 
Um, now, Mitch Wade, obviously a friend of the show. Well, we shouted out Mitch Wade last week, did we not? We did. Now, Mitch just wanted to say thank you. He had a wonderful time at his wedding. A wonderful time. Good to hear, Mitch. And look, he sent a lovely email. It's quite personal in nature. So Tom and I, we're just going to, we're going to take this for ourselves, really. Yeah. Um, you know. It's you, too directly to us. Exactly. So we're going to, we're not going to read it out, but I just wanted to say to Mitch and to his beautiful, love, lovely new wife that we're, we're happy to have helped in, in any way that we have and did yes. during your time in the jacuzzi. Yes. Now, I'll let the punter and the dribbler's imagination work wonders, but basically Tom and I have played a critical role in the consum- consummation of the wedding. Of the wedding. And the marriage. Now, just quickly before we go, I must remind the punter and the dribbler again, if you want to have a bloody World Cup schooner with us as the Wallabies take on Fiji in Game 1, get down to the Mossman RSL, the Mossman Sports Bar. They're one in the same place. Uh, do your own research specifically, but the uh, the address is Mossman Club 719 Military Road. Eddie and I will be dribbling and we'll be yarning with the great Jeremy Paul for an hour before kickoff. And then we'll be dribbling afterwards. Big time. So if you like schooners and dribble, we'd love a. Few it's a no brainer. We'd love a few. It's a no brainer. It's a no brainer. So that's that. Uh, again, thanks to Sock for coming on. Sock's a legend. Just know that. Sock's an absolute hoot. Um, and we'll look. We'll look to get some more uh, guests on for you. I know you love them, but we're also like, we want our guests to be good. So we're not just gonna like. Just get guests for the sake of satisfying. We want dribblers. We we don't want just you know we don't just want to try to satisfy the restless punter dribbler. The guests we've had to date, all elite, all throbbers, and that's sort of the metric. Are they elite? Tick. Are they throbbers? Tick. Get them on. If they're not, no, nah, bro. Sorry. Uh, obviously, as well, if you're looking for life advice. Use the dribbler hotline. That number again, punters, dribblers, as I get that up for you uh, to try. If you want to talk sport, dribbler hotline, relationship advice, dribbler Dribbler hotline. hotline. Uh, Maybe you're looking for, you know, validation of of some of your life's work. Dribbler hotline. hotline. Now, let me get that number up for you. 02-81-23-2187. Dribbler hotline. Send in them dribbles. At Hellersport Podcast on Instagram. Like, subscribe, five stars, leave a comment at Apple, iTunes, wherever the fuck that is, but it's it's specific to Apple yes. and iTunes. Yes. Um, other than that, punters, dribblers, just great to serve you once more. Once more. You're welcome. Could you two just not talk anymore?